0: On this recording of Rechurch, we've got a very important topic to talk about, and that is churches in transition in the pastor or churches that do not have a pastor. And for this topic, I'm glad to have Bruce McAllister back with us. Bruce, welcome. Thank you. We are recording this in January of 2020. We've been working together here at GFA since you came in officially in uh, June, yeah. Okay, so yeah. now six, seven months. Yep. So first, many of our listeners know you, so give them an update on what you're doing and what's going on in your life right yes, now. Yes,
1: I work with uh, ministry relations here with GFA, which has to do with church planting, church staffing, alerting the mm-hmm. Christian public and churches and pastors about what I believe is a serious coming shortage of pastors in the not-too-distant future, trying to work toward solutions and things for that. but. Preaching in churches, having a great time preaching in churches, staying quite busy with that. And so just enjoying working with you, Marsh, and yeah. the folks here at GFA. It's a great place. and So you build on relationships you've had for 40 years yeah, with pastors just, and churches. I love it. That's I love being with pastors, yeah. churches. I so want to talk about the churches that don't have pastors. Yeah. Because sure. you
0: know these churches. You've been in them. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, as you said, the upcoming shortage as well as the church staffings. All this just works hand in glove it does. with the topic yeah. today. Yeah. All right, so two verses or two passages in Scripture. In Numbers 27, Moses says this. It was Moses' prayer as he is transitioning off. He's begging the Lord, and this is the phrase he uses, that the congregation, the people of the Lord may not be like sheep with have no shepherd. And then in Matthew nine, uh, it's a great passage we all know when Christ uh, went about in all the cities, teaching in the synagogues, preaching. In Matthew nine thirty five, and then Matthew nine thirty six, he said he saw the multitudes as moved with compassion, and he says because they're weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd, and he goes on in verse thirty eight and says therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So we know, both from Scripture and the practical, that churches in transitions without under-shepherds are vulnerable. That's right. So that's the topic of our discussion today. Yeah. When should they call an interim? Yeah. And by an interim, we mean a pastor that will come into a church to help them find a pastor. Mm-hmm. You want to clarify yeah. the interim, Any
1: just the definition maybe of an interim pastor any more than that? Yeah. I like to think of a church without a pastor being not the same, but it's similar perhaps for season to having a family without a dad. Mm. And you just think about the ramifications of that. Or, in a sense, maybe without a dad and a mom. Though I'm not saying that, you know, not too, read too much into that. Sure. But um, most churches are generally small. Most churches are under 100 in size. Mm. They don't normally have a lot of Resources within the church, as far as uh, retired pastors or people gifted in preaching, they may have some effective Bible teaching lay leaders in the church, which is great. Uh, So, usually, there is a need, um, or I'll put it this way sometimes there is a need for a church to look outside their congregation, uh, realizing if they're realistic and they're without a pastor, if they've just started. That season, being without a pastor, they're probably going to be easily 6, 8, 12 months without a pastor if all goes well and they get someone. Some churches will be 18 months. Some will be two years. Two years. That. So so to keep the continuity there, to shepherd the people, to provide some good preaching, to keep everything together, it's, it's a great idea to consider having an interim pastor. All right, so I want to bounce these questions off
0: of you. Okay. All right, so the following questions... Is what I send to church. Is should a church use an interim pastor? Because this is the first question that they have to decide. And uh, I found these questions. There's a book called Next NEXT Pastoral Succession That Works by William Vanderblumen and Warren Bird. And they're saying that if you answer these seven questions, most of them know you probably need an interim. In question one, Bruce. Will you be able to fill your pulpit with quality messages week after week, potentially for several months? Mm-hmm. Key yep. word is quality. Right. You want to comment on that?
1: Yeah, and there there may be maybe a retired pastor who's a good preacher in the church. Um, there may be some retired pastors are just general good preachers in the region that would be willing to consider what we would call that pulpit supply not necessarily full-blown interim pastoring at a certain level maybe it was just having various ones come in and preach that usually just right, so pulpit supply is a different it, different it is, yeah totally different from rhino right, right? right an interim pastor is going to preach regularly but he's going to do more and sometimes way more. Yeah. Administration, That's loving right.
0: people, yeah. praying with people. That's okay. Right.
1: So some churches have gifted lay leaders yeah. who have a, an extra special teaching or preaching gift, so. and they have a full time job, and they mm-hmm. can cover. If the church wants them to do that, then maybe they can provide the primary preaching during okay. next season. All right. Number two, does
0: your church historically do well between pastors, such as not suffering a decrease in attendance? Now, a lot of churches have never had a pulpit committee Mm -hmm. because the pastor's been there 30, 35 years. So this could
1: vary depending on the personality of the church. Would that be true? That's exactly right. And in my observation, most of the churches that I know of are stable when it comes Mm -hmm. to long-term pastoral leadership. I do not see men jumping around much at all from pastorate to pastorate. It used to be more common. They were here three years, there five years, here eight years. Most men I know are there ten, twenty years, and and beyond. So this becomes a challenge for mm-hmm. churches that have never done this or right. haven't done it in a very long time.
0: So especially, say, a pastor retires after thirty-five years, or as a church, I spoke with the morning the pastor suddenly died, mm-hmm. and okay, he'd they, been there a long time. So I think if a church has never had a pulpit committee in recent history, that would point towards an interim coming in to assist them to find a pastor, yeah. right? Now, let me say this, the interim that you and I are speaking of is not a candidate to become the pastor. That's right. This interim is there to assist during the church in transition. Some people call this transitional pastoring or pastor in transition. Okay. Okay. Question number three, does your church have a way of handling both the administrative and the leadership development needs necessary for going
1: forward between pastors? Mm -hmm. You want to comment on that? And you may have a, a really excellent church secretary or administrative assistant or a volunteer that does this type of thing in a in a church. But some someone, be it the chairman of the deacons or uh, the leading lay leader, whoever that may be, may have that administrative ability keep the day to day going, be sure the bills are paid, be sure people are cared for. But to be honest, after a season you yeah. could do that for about three months yeah. or six months and that they're going to be— It gets old. It gets old for people because that aren't—that's not their primary work. Exactly. Yeah. So they're doing this. Yeah. So I think this is—especially
0: uh, in the administration and the, the just the pastoral care, visiting the hospital with people, praying with people, that can go on a short time by lay people, mm-hmm. But over a long season of, a, of the average church of 100, yeah. this is what starts to happen. And I think the scenario which I have experienced, and you can comment on this, is— A church will try to fill this within, Mm -hmm. and then they will lose a few people, and then maybe lose a few more, and that's when they say, wait a minute, we've got, so we're trying to get on the front end of this.
1: And, you know, what I would recommend is that, let's say a church loses its pastor, and there is either a seasoned man of God from, that they just know, that's a favorite preacher in that church as a guest speaker, or a known person, or someone they trust. doesn't have to be from the local area. might be better if it's not even, perhaps that person can come in on a weekend or a week and just just help them think through what they want to do. He may not right. be the real interim, when it comes down to it, but he'll just be a good counselor for them. You have mentioned a time or two about how the, the true interim pastor helps them find a new pastor. I would say he provides guidance and maybe some administrative, uh, you know, connecting the dots, making phone calls, but some churches are going to prefer that, the committee, say that's a subcommittee of the deacons or elders or just a committee appointed by the church, they may or may not want the interim having a heavy hand in there. It's just going to depend. But usually an interim, it's kind of like this, preachers... No preachers. Yes, and and so to have a seasoned pastor, interim pastor, preacher involved in that mix can prevent some problems.
0: It would, and if the pulpit committee or whoever says, "Okay, we have this end of it. We just need you, the interim, take care of everything else." That's great. You know, yeah. especially here with the men that are under the GFA interim program, we never want to assert the authority of the local church. Right. That's right. We want to work yeah. hand in
1: hand. That's right with the local church. Right. And GFA itself has zero authority exactly. over any of these churches. We might be able to provide an interim pastor couple possibility so it's not GFA it's no. then that individual man becomes the the temporary yes. shepherd and they work out however that authority works among exactly. themselves. Yeah.
0: Question number 4, can your congregation capably form and process a pastor search committee? I think you you covered that. Mm-hmm. Again, some churches may have never done it, mm-hmm. and I think the interim can assist where they want assistance. Is that right.
1: That's right. And there are books that we can push them toward to get a little background if their committee wants to read about, you know, get refreshed on how to go about doing that.
0: Okay, Bruce, uh, next question. Was your former pastor with you fewer than 10 years? Why is that a question that needs to be addressed? Well,
1: I don't know about the 10 years, but the, if it is five years, if you've had a series of three, five-year long Tenures that portends or suggests there's something not going well there within the church, well, probably, yeah, probably. Okay, um, so they may need outside help coming in to see if there's a maybe there's a I don't mean to imply too much here, right. but most men would like to stay somewhere for a good while. If somebody's running off the preacher every few years, we got something that needs to, to be solved. With, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, number six, did your former pastor leave in a way that allowed time to process both the farewell and the first steps of planning for what's next as compared to departing suddenly? Now we do know, uh, just as I mentioned, there are certain cases the church has no control of when the pastor leaves. Mm-hmm. A sudden death, mm-hmm. immorality, or, or something like that happens, mm-hmm. uh, the church has no way to plan for that. Yes. But wouldn't you say the more sudden it is, the harder it is on the church? That's sure. Mm-hmm. And so, if a church has an immediate opening, I think it'd be wiser to bring in an interim to calm right. everything down.
1: Yep. You want to I I even want a consultant temporarily, and then and then maybe within a month or something like that an interim. Sometimes you have to catch their breath. They have to figure out, okay, what happened here, and try to resolve some issues. So, yeah. But it's certainly much better if uh, things end on a good note and goes out and there's no, you know, hopefully no hurt feelings as a man leaves in either direction, his feelings or their feelings, it's it's best. But we don't live in perfect world. So yeah, and we, that's number seven. Yeah. So it segues into the next
0: question. Yep. Did your pastor's term end with an absence of turmoil, such as church being able to avoid hurt, damage, or division in a significant way? and so i think it all depends on how that is yep. as to if the church is ready to move forward. Yep.
1: What i feel marsh is that whatever the situation there that we just talked about whether it's good or bad uh, it's probably not going to be perfect to whatever has happened. They're mm-hmm. you know naturally just when you change leadership it's like i remember i remember when my doctor died uh, years ago and he, he was our family doctor for 25 years. Yeah. He took care of all our children mm-hmm. and therefore a little while i was like I don't even think I want to go to the doctor again. Mm. He was our man. Right. And uh, I think my wife and I both felt the same way about that, especially mm. with our children. And so I mean, I had to get over that, move on, adjust, and get another doctor. But I think when people have a long long term positive relationship with the pastor mm. and his wife, then naturally we just it's like a death. Even mm-hmm. if he didn't die, he moved on. It's just like it changes. So, right. so it's gonna take a little time. But I would just say that On the whole, I think it is good when a church is without a pastor, it can be a good time for that church. How so? Well, I think it gives the deacons and lay leaders, uh, you know, some churches call them elders, some deacons, some have both. I'm not. Right commenting on church, church polity government. here yeah, by these yeah. comments. I'm just saying the reality is churches do it differently. Most churches in our circles, almost every church I know, is congregational polity, however they structure the leadership underneath that. But it's good for the lay leaders in the church to have a little space to breathe, to talk to one another, hopefully to resolve anything that needs to be resolved among mature uh, mm-hmm. Christians. And then determine uh, as they work together what they should look for in a new pastor. And so it's not this outside voice that's only coming in trying to carry them in a certain direction. They need to refresh who they are, look at all that again, and then the outside voice gives them some additional wisdom and keeps the preaching of the Word of God and the focus on Jesus Christ and the normal uh, things that people need in their Christian life. So, so I, I really think if it's viewed rightly, it can be a positive time. It's just that churches... Can I use the word a unifying time? Yeah, it, it yeah. should be. Yeah, Sure. And
0: and don't you think, now again, I, I don't want to take too much for granted, but when I'm defining a pastor in the interim or transitional pastor and a pastor, I'm talking about a, a mature man, mm-hmm. probably had pastored for many years and is at a season of ministry where he no longer wants or no longer has the energy to pastor one church full-time, but I'm talking about a man who is not a novice, a man who is probably retired from a full-time pastor and is doing this six months a year, seven months a year. And so we're talking men that, that have been seasoned ministry men. That's what I'm speaking of as an interim versus somebody that just well I can preach versus a pulpit supply. So we're talking seasoned men that are able to come in and some of these men may be retired in a certain region. For instance we live in the state of South Carolina let's say a a church calls from I don't know let's just pick Michigan. There may be some retired
1: pastors in Michigan that they could touch base with. right. Right. That's right. Right. And so what we're trying to do here at GFA, because of our extensive contacts with churches and pastors, is to to cultivate we already have around ten or twelve interim pastor, just like you described, mature men in ministry, their spouses, and we vet them pretty carefully and then they're kind of on call, available and they don't live here. They most of time they live away from here. Different parts of the country and so when yeah. we get a call from Pennsylvania or Michigan or somewhere we can Suggest uh, one of these men and or put out like an all-points bulletin even to all of them and say, is anybody available for yeah. this? And then the, it's up to the church whether they use that man or not. And we, we, of course, Marsh, you're in charge of this and I'm sure you're like me. We want this to grow. And so if men are mm-hmm. moving toward retirement age and, and ready to slow down a little bit but still want to be active in ministry, we would love to interact with you all. Contact Marsh and just see what Yeah, Yeah,
0: agreed. And like I said, GFA, for our listeners, we do have a ministry where these men are vetted and we can recommend. But a church calls an interim just like they do a pastor. A church has to interview them. So please don't think GFA is coming in to appoint men to churches. That's not what we do. We are more of a channel, like a liaison. Yeah. 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 Good. Glad to do it. All right. So. Bruce, let's talk about a couple other things. Different sized churches, different ways can handle this, but the average interim, how long in your experience have you seen them stay?
1: Is it three months, six months? Does it vary? It varies. It varies. Uh, you know, some men are just not set up where they can just be there year round or for, mm-hmm. they, they don't know. They, they may say, we'd like to come in for three months, get started. Maybe that'll be another three months after that. But I would say probably, realistically, around six months, and then if it needs to go beyond that, okay. I I would say this to the church, I would say you need to take good care of your interim pastor and his wife. They should be provided with a nice, comfortable place to live that you and your family would not mind, you and your spouse anyway, would not mind. Uh, Living in, there needs to be a bed (laughs) comfortable enough that we've (laughs) had some experience with that, with interims, you know, where it's like, it's really, somebody's not thinking. They need to take care of this interim um, financially in a way that would be encouraging to him and his wife. These men are not looking to get rich. But if the church can afford a full time pastor and really afford a full time pastor, then they should take care of their interim pastor, maybe not at that highest level of a full-time pastor right. but at a at a, a generous level or something yeah. that's encouraging yeah. and respects the office the man is probably not going to be working full-time at the church like a normal pastor would be but he's probably working I would say close to half time or three-quarter time with message preparation and his work but the truth of it is his whole life is tied up because he has relocated to that Location. Yes. So he should be honored in that way, and none of our men are going to be demanding. Right. But you know, whatever is needed to make it
0: really comment work. on this. That that I believe is a standard practice that the interim should not be a candidate for the pastor that's of the right. church. Would you comment on
1: that? Yeah, I, mean, I believe
0: it. You believe that's it, really but,
1: important. Yeah, because an interim must be neutral and disinterested in terms of his own future with that church he he really should go in there with the attitude is i am not here to be your pastor because almost invariably an interim pastor is effective and sometimes mm. even if he has a little age on him right the church likes him he's a seasoned they fall in he's, love he's, with they him. do he's they a fall in love grandma grandpa yeah. type figure yeah and they say would you just well mm-hmm. it's short-sighted for a church to right generally to, to bring on a 70, 75-year-old man, let's say, or whatever to be their future pastor. And one of our really good interim pastors says it happens basically every time. So that says the relationship is good. Yeah. And there's another reason is that you might have men who are, let's say they're doing interim pastor work and they're in their 50s or 40s. You know, just, It just happens that way. They're looking for a ministry. Right. Well, suddenly they become interim and then right. they forgive the expression, but they use the pulpit to gain influence, power, maybe a little bully pulpit or something where they put themselves by nature being the interim pastor in the front position to be considered for pastor. And I say, no, 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 no. that no. that really goofs up the whole search it process does. for the church. I would also say, and this is personal opinion and churches do it differently, it's fine, But if there is an assistant pastor or a gifted youth pastor or associate pastor on the church staff already and now they're thinking, what are we going to do? My personal opinion would be I would advise the man, the staff member, to not take on the title of interim pastor Mm -hmm. and not be given that title by the church. Just just let him give him the authority he needs to carry out the day-to-day oversight of the ministry. In my opinion in congregational polity and Baptist polity the authority of the church without a senior pastor is usually going to default to the chairman of the deacons Mm -hmm. and to the deacons as a group and so I think that's where it needs to be that keeps things the power structure correct and like I say then the, the staff member who's now preaching a lot and doing administrative stuff just does it and And what happens, and it happens fairly frequently, is there will be a group of people within the church that want the second man Mm -hmm. to become the senior pastor, and that becomes very delicate. Not to get too far into that, but if the second man allows himself to be considered as the new senior pastor. Uh, That needs to be done with great carefulness Carefulness. and skill and quietly behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. the deacons or committee does not want that. Certainly don't push on that. But if he were to allow himself to go all the way, and people know that's what he's open to doing, and say it goes all the way to a vote, if he does not become the senior pastor, he almost always has to leave the church, at least by the time the new pastor comes. Because you can't have a man sitting there who wanted the job and the new man's there and it creates a obvious conflict. So. And as
0: you said in the beginning when a church or at least I say a church is very vulnerable during transition because of what you just described. Yeah. And all this can cause people to leave. It doesn't have to. And I think that is the value yeah. of bringing in an interim from the outside right. who has the maturity Uh, His wife, they've been through this several times with other churches. They know what to do. So if your church is without a pastor, I would advise you to call me, uh, call Bruce here at the GFA office. Bruce, give your email address. Yep, bmcallister at gfamissions.org. Great, and mine is mfant at gfamissions.org because our, our goal, both of our goals, is to just assist churches, and whatever that may be, and again, especially now with the church staffing that you do and in the interim and everything, we're here to churches to also to help churches maybe evaluate where they are in this process. Right. You know, we've gone in and done uh, reviews or consultations to help pulpit committees figure out really who they are, where they are, yeah. and instead of reacting against the former pastor, he didn't do this well, right. you know,
1: to really figure out who they are. Yeah. Of course, you're doing the church consulting, the church revitalization efforts, and some churches would be really wise in that interim period between pastors to have an outside person come in and help them evaluate their strengths and weaknesses, help them to learn even to understand their own community better. Oddly enough, an outsider can come in, you'll do a demographic survey, you'll share with them how many unchurched people are in that community, and it gives a fresh look. Now, I think it's... Also good to do that when a new pastor is on the field or even at any point in the church's history, that's a good thing to do. So I'd strongly commend your ministry to churches and it's yeah. it's usually like a what, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah, morning it, kind of thing. Usually. Yeah. Usually. And, and uh, uh, with some yeah, you know, get some homework. Yeah. And, and ahead it's of not time. you know Marsh is slow to speak about his own ministry, but it's not that we charge a fee. Naturally there are traveling expenses and things of that nature. And so I would think a real church consultant sometimes requires three or four thousand dollars a week for church consulting, yeah. you know, in a normal situation. We're not requiring anything, but personally I would think a church needs to think in terms of something like a thousand dollars for the three or four days yeah. total and that will cover transportation and you know they should take care yeah. of you personally and if they want to do more than that, that would really help as well but a thousand dollars is nothing compared to the value you will save churches tens of thousands of dollars and enhance their ministry so that's not our main topic here no. but i would certainly want to
0: but it's part of the work. equation yeah. again here at gfa they sponsor this podcast i'm very grateful for their ministry to the american church because what we do with interims your church staffing what we do with the podcast what we do with we do the conference stay of the church conferences so I just want the local churches to know that if they're without a pastor, they have friends here, and then call on us, and we can direct you and explain the interim program or
1: the program for pastors in transition. And like I said, we're looking to launch that new church staffing website in March or thereabout, and we've been working quite diligently on getting this set up. It's going to be very nice when we get it going, and we plan to have a component for interim pastors in there, so churches looking for an interim could uh, post up there, or churches just looking for a pastor in general could post up there, and likewise men who are open to being considered as pastors or other pastoral staff. One other comment,
0: Mm -hmm. okay, on the interim side. I think it's also helpful if the church is without a pastor that one of us can go out and help them kind of evaluate who they are and the type of interim they need. And so we do this as well, and it, it makes for a smooth transition. Right, right. So I think the bottom line is church leaders, if you find yourself without an under-shepherd, we're here to help. Uh, Moses had a prayer. Christ prayed a prayer because churches without an under-shepherd, sheep without shepherds don't do well. Yep. Okay. Any comments, Bruce?
1: Any final nope, comments? I think it covers it, Marshall. All sure. right.
0: Again, thanks to GFA for sponsoring this. Give us a call or email me, m f a n t at gfamissions.org, or Bruce, give yours
1: again. Uh, McAllister at gfamissions.org, and, and you could just go to our website, pick up the phone number there, yep. and, and just call us and ask for us by name is another way to go about doing that. I travel a fair amount, and so if I'm not in, uh, they can get us uh, where we are, and Marsh is out a good bit as well. Bruce, thanks. Appreciate it. You're welcome.
0: You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.